Howdy, friends. Thank you for joining me today. Now, if you're wondering why the artwork and title of the podcast look different, well, that is because I have rebranded the show. This podcast used to be called the XD Podcast and has now been changed to Experience Design with Tony Dozat. And yes, I happen to be Tony Dozat. I should mention, though, all of the social media handles and website have remained the same. They're all at XD Podcast, because after all, XD does stand for Experience Design. So jump over to Instagram, follow me there, so you can keep up with all the extra design goodies, including a little backstory on the rebrand itself. Also, if you find value in the content I distribute here each week, it would mean the world to me if you subscribed wherever you're listening left a review, and or shared it with your friends. So now that that is out of the way, let's just jump into the interview. All right, I have with us on the podcast today, David O. Anderson. And first of all, I want to thank you so much for being here. And I, I should point out, just to highlight how extraordinary the internet is, David is in Copenhagen. You're in Copenhagen, right? That's right. It's amazing to me. And when I had like, I don't know, a hundred people following me on Instagram, which um, that's when we got connected. Mm-hmm. I, I had literally just started. So oh, really? thank, So thank you for sort of jumping on board early on and being a part of this. Yeah, sure thing. Awesome to be here, Tony. So, David, before we get going, can you give me a little background on how you got started in design and what you do? Because mm-hmm. you have an interesting, um, unique way that you got here. Yeah, sure. So um, I am a UX and UI designer um, at a company called Too Good To Go. Uh, which basically is an app that lets you buy food from uh, restaurants and cafes that would have otherwise been been thrown away. So we're we're trying to like reduce food waste uh, right now in Europe, but hopefully uh, globally very soon. That's really interesting. Um, and you have your background is not in design. What what did you study at university? Yeah, uh, I actually studied uh, business. I went to business school, got a, a degree, actually both a bachelor's and master's in um, business communications and marketing. And um, yeah, worked in marketing for, for about five, six years before I kind of realized that it wasn't really what I wanted to, to continue doing. I think when I had to decide which, which uh, way to go like for my studies, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that point. Like right after high school, I kind of had to make a choice, I feel like. And I went with something that sounded cool and, I don't know, something I thought would would uh, make me a lot of money. Basically, that's what I was going for <laughs> at that age. Didn't love my studies at all. There were a few things I was interested in, but I kind of just kept going because I figured, you know, I'd already... Um, made a choice and I and I also just figured like okay like not everything has to be interesting in college I just figured you know you just have to get out you have to graduate and then it's going to be super fun but um, didn't really turn out that way and um, how did you find yourself as a UX designer 
Yeah, I so basically right after uh, finishing my studies, I moved uh, from Denmark to Berlin, Germany um, to, yeah, at that point I had finished my studies, still didn't really know what kind of job I wanted and um, wanted to try something completely different. So I moved there and I knew there's a lot of uh, startups in Berlin, really big startup scene. And I figured that that would be a good place for me to kind of just get my first real job experience, explore different roles a little bit. So I worked with four different uh, startups, different sizes, uh, and got to do a lot of different things, uh, but but mainly within you know what, I, what I'd studied. So marketing, PR, stuff like that. But since they were all tech startups, I kind of got into that world a little bit. And I got to work with uh, people that were building products and building apps, basically. And I got to, I mean, that's that's really where I discovered that UX design was a thing. I uh, hadn't heard of it before then, but I work with some really cool people, some really cool designers. And, and that's really where the idea of like maybe trying to become a designer myself started. It's incredible. I think there's I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that don't have any formal education in design. Right. So how did you get there? Did you just start diving into books? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I'm trying to like think back a little bit because I think I it's not like I got to a point where I decided to like okay, I'm I'm going to try to to do design now. I think it had been an interest of mine for a long time. Like even before I went to business school, I was playing around with Photoshop. Before then, like when the internet first came around, I was uh, one of the first people to like try to design really horrible websites. Yeah. But I mean, I was super, super into that and always had like an interest in that. But but I think also I thought it was just an interest and just a hobby, basically. I never really considered that a a career um, so it had been there the interest had definitely been there uh, for like tech and for like using these creative tools uh, to like create stuff and yeah so so I had been doing that on the side and I think just after having worked uh, in Berlin and I had moved back to Copenhagen and started working as a marketing consultant I really just got to a point where I couldn't see myself continuing uh, down that road and just spent a lot of time like trying out stuff in my uh, spare time, like outside of work, I would, yeah, like you said, start reading books. I'd talk to some of the designers that I'd worked with in Berlin to try to get their recommendations on how to get into the field. So they had some book recommendations, um, but also just like followed people online, like Dribble, uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. to see what kind of uh, work uh, UX designers do and just kind of tried to copy what they were doing basically so i get a lot of questions and i imagine you just get an onslaught because you've got nearly twelve thousand followers on instagram mm -hmm. about you know i want to get into ux or i want to get into ui design mm -hmm. but i don't have a portfolio right so what would you tell someone who is essentially in your shoes when you first started mm -hmm. no portfolio but wants to get into this line of work Right. Yeah, I think that's like one of those questions you I've definitely gotten it a few times. Well, so you just see people asking it online all the time. And I understand why it's kind of like a chicken and egg kind of situation where you probably know a lot uh, about design, but you haven't really 
had a chance to apply a lot of things in a real life situation or like in it for a company or something like that. But, but basically what I usually say is what I did. And that's, uh, I came up with like my own projects to really try to apply the, the methods and the like tools that I was learning as a designer. Um, so I would, you know, either find an app that I use myself that I feel like could be better or, you know, try to explore how, how it could be improved. Um, or what I've also done is just to come up with my own ideas for a digital product or a problem I want to try to solve and just kind of go through a design process and, and, you know, kind of show what you would do to try to solve this problem. That's a great point. So what is your process to identifying and then solving a problem? Right. So usually um, one of the projects I worked on before I got uh, started working full time as a designer is actually the company I work for now, Too Good To Go. I was uh, I was using the app myself and I kind of thought there were some things that could be improved. And uh, instead of just like trying to solve the problems I had or like try to come up with just my own random ideas, uh, the way I got started was by trying to find other people that were using the app and actually uh, do some interviews, kind of just have conversations with these people to try to understand uh, how they were using the app, you know, try to find things that they thought maybe were not working really well with the app, uh, some of the problems that they were having. And so try to do some research of my own and kind of get some insights from a lot of different people and then Usually you would see patterns or some of the same things come up uh, several times. And, and so that's, that's what I did then. And that's, that's really what I try to do today as well. Try to get input from actual users to see what their problems are and, and yeah, try to understand what problems might be worth uh, solving a bit better. So you weren't working at the company you are now, but you took their app and you sort of broke it apart. Is that, is that what you're saying? Something like that, yeah. I mean... That's incredible. And did you show them or... I mean, because that's like... That's bold. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny. Several people have said that. Like, wow, it's so brave of you to do that. But I mean, I knew that they were a startup and I kind of figured they wouldn't have like an entire design team working on this. So I thought I definitely had some... It'd be of value to them to see what someone who knows something about like UX design could provide what kind of input I would have. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I got the idea because I, at the time I was reading a lot of posts on Medium and I was seeing a lot of people that were, uh, you know, using real apps as case studies and kind of finding ways to improve uh, existing apps. And so I was like, all right, I, I'm using this app. I like it. I think it could be improved. And I kind of used uh, them for, for a project of mine. I did the interviews. I came up with some solutions, some mock-ups and stuff like that. And I published it on Medium. And so they actually saw my uh, my post. That's how I was uh, offered the job. That is really, really something. Yeah. It takes that sort of restlessness and tenacity. If you haven't studied this and you don't have those ins with companies mm-hmm. to get creative and do things exactly like how you did – I think it sort of goes with the this whole idea of how I end each podcast, which is a call to action to stay curious. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean to you, this, this restlessness of always learning and staying curious? Yeah, I think it's something that I've 
always had it's a both both a blessing and a curse i feel like it's yeah uh, i always kind of want to learn new things like i keep discovering stuff that i think are super interesting and i just kind of dive in and then i kind of usually not always i get to a point where i'm like uh i'm gonna find something new to try to learn but no it's always been something that's i've been super fascinated with like finding new things to learn your Instagram is like flooded with books and you're kind of my go-to guy for looking at what to just dig into and read and and stuff that I hadn't read or heard of yet. And also you have sort of a book club. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, when I was still basically studying uh, design and just reading, I, I was spending a lot of time reading books and uh, a lot of that time was spent alone, which, you know, you read a book, you usually do it alone unless you're like reading to your kids or something. Yeah. Especially for me, since I wasn't enrolled in a college program or something, it was really just me reading a lot of material and trying to figure out, you know, yeah, what to do with that knowledge. It didn't really have a chance to kind of discuss it with others or get input or different perspectives from other people. And so I met this girl called Helena here in Copenhagen, who's also a designer and is very much involved in uh, like uh, the design community. She does a lot of events. I think she got the idea because she, she had been following me on Instagram as well and saw that I was reading a lot of books and she suggested, hey, let's start a book club for anyone interested. And we did uh, mainly design books, but can be anything like design related. And, and so what we do is we split up a book into uh, different uh, sections and so for each meetup you have to read like I don't know like a couple chapters and so everyone uh, shows up most of them having read the material and then we just kind of go through each chapters kind of share what our top insights were um, and it's yeah it's, it's a really cool way to completely different way to read a book I feel like because you get other people's take on the same thing that, that you've been reading and you get a chance to discuss it and brings out completely different aspects of, of the material. I love that. Also, it's, you know, a lot of times designers, especially 2019 now, there's a lot of remote work. So I would encourage people to find their community and whether that's through meetups or something like this to where, you know, you, <laughs> you don't get lonely when you're just at your desk designing all day if you have a remote job. Absolutely. And that's it's also one of the things I usually encourage people to do when they ask me, like, hey, I want to get into design. What should I do? So I tell them to understand what design is. Like I suggest some books or some online material. I tell them to uh, work on some projects like I did. But then I also stress how important it was for me to kind of meet other designers to like yeah. spend time understanding what they do and like how they think and uh, you really learn so much from other people and also like sharing the stuff you're working on trying to get some feedback from people because designing shouldn't be like something you do alone it should definitely be something uh, that you share with others and, and get feedback on that's so true and and being open to that and right I mean I I, I love constructive criticism I even love straight out criticism of designs <laughs> <laughs> really yeah because it can be rough once you just but it's important yeah once you once you learn to to understand that the design isn't you and the design 
isn't a reflection of your craft, mm -hmm. then the whole your whole world of ideas opens up, in my opinion. Right. Um, which which kind of leads me to something that I saw on your Instagram that struck me was this concept of what did you fail at today? What does that mean to you? Uh, yeah, that's something I read um, in this book called Creative Confidence. Uh, the founder of Spanx called Sarah Blakely. She yeah. has has a story in the book where she, uh, when she was growing up, her dad would ask her and her brother every day at the dinner table what they failed at today. And they had to give him an answer or he would be disappointed. They would kind of celebrate the things that they failed at. I thought that was just such a cool like way of you know, looking at failure. I think a lot of people are afraid of failure and they would rather try to hide, you know, the, their insecurities or the things that they can't do well when really, I think that what moral of the story is that uh, you should try to look at it in the way that, you know, when you fail at something, it means you try to do something that you couldn't do, meaning that you're trying to do something new, you're trying to grow. And I just thought that was such a cool uh, way of looking at it. And if you, if you live in that failure and don't let it be a learning experience, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the imposter syndrome kicks in. Yeah. And it, that's a big deal in our industry, I find. Absolutely. So I have two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. One is it's about five o'clock there. Mm -hmm. um, so what have you failed at today? <laughs> I kind of figured that you'd be asking me that question. So I, <laughs> I kind of had to think because it would be kind of funny if I couldn't think of anything. I mean, I feel like I fail at stuff. I, it really also depends on what you, how you consider failure, but I feel like I had a meeting today where I had to present some designs which did not go as planned or at least I feel like the feedback I got was not what I had expected. So in that sense, I definitely failed uh, in some of the designs that I've been working on. So yeah, that's that was definitely one of my failures today. And how are you going to take that and make it a setup for success? I always try to get people to elaborate on, you know, in this case with, with a specific design, kind of get some input on like what wasn't uh, as expected so that I can understand what I need to do better. Now for my last question, before we get to it, actually, um, would you sh do a shout out to where people can find you and connect with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm at David OA design. I try to share different things about my work here at Too Good To Go, but also just like books I read. I think uh, I always get a lot of really cool feedback from people follow me there for sure and you have an adorable dog oh thank you yeah hanks i try to include her in a few of my shots she always uh, gets a lot of love from people yeah <laughs> she's gonna be famous before you know it she's the real star of my account <laughs> okay so now the question i ask every guest which is what non-digital thing means the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why that's a really good question. What would you say? You know, you're the first guest that has uh, actually thrown it back to me. Oh. Yeah, so it would it would have to be my wedding ring. Oh, um, that's cute. <laughs> thank you. You know, it um, the the meaning of it and 
having it changed my life forever but a few years ago um, mm. right after right after getting married we had two kids 11 months apart and uh, you know my life's never been the same from getting married and having kids and it's changed my perspective on everything from how I live my life and how I think about design and people right um, I think I'll have to say um, I have a, a skateboard that I got when I was maybe 12 oh. or something. Um, yeah, yeah, bear with me. And I think it was just one of those things where I had no idea what I was doing. I guess like every kid has a skateboard at some point and you try to learn how to skate and it's really hard in the beginning, but you just keep going. And, and so that's what I did. I would like skate every day to school, from school, after school really sucked at it for a long time but eventually I got better and I think that experience of like really just pushing through even though you fall and like literally hurt yourself a million times you know if you keep going you'll eventually succeed I think it's something that whenever I go through something that's not fun or something that's yeah where I'm failing here and now I, I always try to think back to that and, and how you know you just have to sometimes keep going. Uh, you have to have patience. That is really cool how it is so parallel to your life and your career. I think it's uh, especially with my like studying design on the side and eventually actually landing a job as, as a designer. It's something I've thought of a lot, you know, because if you don't have the, the motivation and the like energy to keep going, it, it's so easy to just quit. Well, David, you are on that skateboard now, and you are cruising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I actually, as a matter of fact, still have the skateboard. It's at my parents' place, but it's uh, it's still around. Wow, and that thing's like, I'm just guessing, 20 years old? It's old. Yeah, let's just say 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again. This has really been a delight for me to have you on all the way across the world. And I hope I can have you back again some other time. Absolutely. It's been super fun. Thanks for having me. All right, friends. With that, we will call it a week. Again, I want to thank my guest and thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. Also, if you want to look behind the scenes and have even more design goodies in your face and in your ears, you can follow Experience Design on Instagram at xdpodcast. Until next time, friends, stay curious. Experience Design with Tony Dosett is part of XD Media, LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. Hosting and publication of the podcast is through Buzzsprout.